Hello everyone, I hope you're having an amazing start of the week or if you're listening to this at any other point during the week, I hope your week is going well. I hope that you have taken some time for yourself this week, time to connect with your body, your heart, to pay attention to what your heart is asking you to listen to or to connect with. This week, I found this quote in a book that my husband has. It's been actually pretty cool to use that book because it is it is a book by Tim Ferriss. And it pretty much is like, it combines all of this advice from different mentors and I always love to combine a little bit of basically what I'm, I'm the, the content that I consume is a little bit of science-based content, a lot of mystical stuff, a lot of spiritual stuff. And it's so cool to me to see how those two worlds are seemingly so different, but The more I learn about it, the more I read about it, the more I watch or take classes, the more I get to the realization that those two worlds are pretty much talking about the same, just in different words. And it's beautiful. So all of this to say that I have been finding a lot of good information in that book from Tim Ferriss, and this quote came from that. And and it just... You know, when I first read the quote, and you're, you're, you'll hear about it when I start talking, and when I start really sharing my thoughts behind this quote and what made me reflect on, um, you'll realize why I chose this quote. Because seemingly when you first read it, it's kind of like, oh, okay, well, that's kind of depressing. <laughs> but then there is a twist that I have because... You know, as you know, I'm I'm someone that really believes in in the hope for creating a world that is more beautiful, that is that is more connected, that prioritizes love and connection and empathy more than it prioritizes other things, right? So anyways, so the quote for today says it's so hard to forget pain, but it's even harder to remember sweetness. We have no scar to show for happiness. We learn so little from peace. And I really want to start by saying that I kind of hate the fact that this quote is so accurate. (laughs) And like I mentioned before, it immediately reminded me of something I talk about a lot with my friends and I also I also mentioned this in the journaling class in the foundational lessons of my membership, The Way of the Heart, if you haven't heard of it. So I have this podcast, The Way of the Heart, and then I have a membership. You can find out more on my website, nataliotalora.com, if you're interested. So going back to this quote, for the most part, we're always striving to do more to accomplish more, and to be more. And behind all of those goals, there's always a longing to feel more. Most of the time, to experience emotions that are sweeter, 
right? Like we want to accomplish all of these things because there is something, there's a good feeling behind all of that, or at least we think that, right? But yet, as the quote suggests, memories of these moments, these sweet moments, are rarely remembered as much as those that are painful. So when we think about it, the foundation of most of the things that we create is mainly built upon all of those painful memories, difficult experiences, failures, and all of that. We may create them with the hope to feel better, but inevitably the rules or structures that are put in place in our personal or professional lives are all derived from those hard memories. Like when I think about the way that I build all of the different processes and systems in my company in Papel & Co., Most of those were all implemented after we had a difficult experience with a client or with a vendor or with our own approach to accomplish our tasks and, you know, all of the other things that involve running a company. So all of those were really put in place because of painful situations we went through. But where are the sweet feelings influencing what we do? Because... Again, that quote says, we learn so little from peace, right? We have no scar to show for happiness. So then where are all these sweet feelings influencing what we do? And even though for some of us may be obvious, for some others it may not, and this is why I wanted to talk about it, because all of those good feelings are actually our guides and they are our compass. So yes, as much as I do think this quote is a great reminder to reframe the way we see failures and painful memories so that we learn to use them in our favor, I also want to give the peaceful and sweet feelings its place, which is why I mentioned before, like, even though I saw this quote and I see that there's there's this underlying kind of like depressing, hopeless message because it kind of implies that well pain is necessary and and it is but when it's we make it so real when there's a quote that is reminding reminding us of that it's like oh shit (laughs) right like you have it's reality it's like reality check but that's why I want to give this peaceful and sweet feelings its place so the, the thing about these good feelings is that because we don't have that obvious scar that works as a reminder, like the painful situations our memories leave behind, most of humanity is currently not using those good feelings as guides or compasses, right? Like we, we are not necessarily aware that those things are guiding us. There is not a clear understanding that behind all those things we want to accomplish, there is an expansive feeling waiting to be experienced. And not only there is a lack of awareness for the longing of these expansive feelings, but we also don't have a very clear understanding of what specifically is allowing us to have those good, peaceful, joyful, and sweet experiences on a regular basis. Like if you think about it, a lot of our you know, today's goals are, I want to have a bigger house. I want to make more money. 
I want to travel the world. And those are all perfectly fine goals. Like I have some of those myself. But what is behind that? What feeling, what experience at the level of our humanity and our emotions is, is it that we're looking to, to have? Right. And I feel like this is where we don't have that understanding, like our society don't doesn't have that introspection to recognize what is truly the experience that I want to feel. So then we think that we only want like the money or, you know, or the house or the car or whatever it is. So we go after that. And then once we have it, because we were not clear with what was it behind that, that I really wanted to feel that we feel like, oh, okay, this was not it. We need to find it somewhere else. Right. And what I mean by this is that we mainly like when what I mean by saying that we don't even understand what is specifically allowing us to have those good, peaceful, joyful, and sweet experiences. I'm What I mean is that we mainly define those sweet, good feelings with experiences that are very generic, like quality time with my loved ones, flexibility with my time, creative freedom, right? Like we think that if, you know, if we have maybe more money, then we are going to get to a point where we can have more flexibility with our time. Or that if we grow our company and then we get to a place where we can remove ourselves ourselves a little bit from, you know, the day-to-day operations, then we think that we're going to have quality time with our loved ones, right? And I'm obviously talking from like my own experience. And what happens is that we usually don't use a specific memory to describe those good feelings, right? So like, We have a hope, we have a goal, we want a bigger house because we think that we are going to have more flexibility with our time. But then we don't get so specific as to what is it that you want to experience with that flexible time, right? So it becomes like this this dream-like scenario, but there's not a specific thing that we gravitate towards or there's no memory, a specific memory with that is attached to these good feelings. However, if we think about failure, for example, we naturally gravitate to thinking about a specific situation that we or someone else already experienced, right? So it's that scar, that's that obvious scar. I'm basically trying to explain what this quote is saying, right? When we think about the bad feelings, we, we immediately... Our memory goes to this happened. When we think about good feelings, there's more like a dream-like idea. Like uh, we idealize some type of vision that we have, but there's most times there's no specific thing, right? And why do I think it's important to make this distinction? I remember listening to a podcast one time and I think it was Malcolm Gladwell who was being interviewed and he said, our minds create the past we want to remember, not necessarily what happened. And this brings me to what I believe is one of the most important practices we can cultivate in our daily lives and why I wanted to write something using this quote, because it led me to recognize that so much of our focus is on the way we handle pain and failures 
because of that obvious scar that it leaves behind. But the lessons of those sweet, peaceful energies are incredibly blurry, which in many cases means that we don't have a clear understanding where and how we can create more of these good experiences. So like I said, we have more of like a dream idea, like, oh, I want more time, I want quality time, but there is no specific thing that we can understand that we can recreate, right? And I'm not saying this happens all the time. Of course, we have memories that are very specific that are happy but at least for me when I remember this it's more like oh I was with this person and I remember feeling really happy I don't remember what is it exactly that happened before that what led me to have that to be in that place from the from you know from the beginning so going back to the practice that I think is you know, one of the best things that we can do for ourselves is journaling. I've always loved journaling, but I didn't do it as a daily practice until a couple years ago. I started with a gratitude journal because it was less time consuming than just writing without a specific prompt. And through this practice, I started to recognize that I had two options when I chose what to write about. I could either keep writing the same thing over and over and it became more of a habit that I was doing to just check off a box and feel better about myself or I could actually give myself the time to connect and listen to my heart and truly recognize what I was grateful for. From there, it evolved into a new gratitude journal that I actually designed and I sell on my website if you're interested. And in this one, I added a prompt for the end of the day that says, what made me happy today? The reason I chose this prompt is the reason why I chose this quote today. The memories of the exact things that make us happy tend to be very blurry. And when we are transitioning through seasons in our life where we feel like we have no direction, we don't know what to do, We can't even recognize what activities bring us joy. And we keep hearing the phrase, think about what you enjoyed when you were a kid. But if you're like me and don't have too many memories of your childhood, those solutions are not helpful at all. And if anything, it makes us feel even more disempowered. But journaling is here to save the day. Keeping Keeping written evidence of the things that make us happy with a fresh memory is one of the most powerful practices I have cultivated. And I say with a fresh memory because of what I said before that Malcolm Gladwell mentioned in that pod, in that podcast. Our minds create the past we want to remember, not necessarily what happened. And in many cases, with these good memories and these good feelings, Like I said, when I go back to trying to remember what is it that was happening that day that I I have this nice memory of like, I don't know, me laughing, me looking at the sky and laughing or whatever. The, The scenery, like what was the context of that? It gets really blurry with the good feelings, not with the bad feelings, not with the painful feelings, which is why we become so more, you know, hyper aware or like even scared. And that's just the way that we're, we're wired. We are wired to, for survival, right? So we are mainly storing 
that memory for those painful feelings. So going back to journaling and why I think it's such an amazing practice, I find that this practice is almost like traveling in time and looking for clues that we have left for our future self. There have been so many times that I have gone back to my journal to remember what I have written before because I'm in an emotional or mental state that doesn't allow me to reach for the memory log of happier, sweet experiences. And just as these clues from the past help me recenter in my present moment, when I read what I wrote months before, it also helps my future self to understand where it would potentially want to go. As I said before, sweet and good feelings are guides. And when the specific experience that brings us joy is clear, it is easier to recreate it. And it is also a handy measuring tool to understand whether we are going in the right path or if we have gone a little off course. When we say we want quality time with our family, what is quality time for you? Do you have a memory that can help you define what quality time is for you? How does that look for your family? When we say we want free time, how are we feeling that time with? Because I guarantee you, once you have spent days doing absolutely nothing to fill your time with, you will think having free time is not as pleasant as you thought. And of course, I understand that from time to time, doing nothing for days is actually very enjoyable. But when we don't have any goal, any destination, any purpose to do with our time, we're going to get into a mental place where we feel like we are not being useful. Remember, part of our biology is that we are a social species. So part of some of our natural instincts and longings are to be of service. So there's always something that we are going to strive for, right? So it is incredibly important that we have clarity of what activities have brought us joy and happiness before. We may not learn as much from peace and good feelings, but if we, if used in an intentional way, peace is the container that will give meaning to all of those painful memories and any other memories which in turn will create a life filled with purpose. So this time I really don't have any specific, you know, um, experience, personal experience, but all of what I wrote, it is from like a general understanding of how I felt before. Because in moments, like I mentioned before, in moments where I have felt like I don't know what to do. I know I don't want to be here right now. Like what I'm doing doesn't, is not fulfilling me. What I'm doing doesn't feel like is in alignment. But how can I get back into alignment if I don't have this evidence with me, right? And all we have are this, this very blurred memories and ideas and hopes of how we want to feel. But what if we had that roadmap that we created ourselves? When I go back into my journal and I read things, and sometimes I have such a specific memories, like things like I loved going to the farmer's market with my husband today. 
we had fun, we had a very chill time and whatnot, right? In days where I'm just like, oh, I'm feeling down, I don't know, you know, what to do to feel better or whatnot, I can go back in my journal and see like, oh, you know what, this made me happy that day. I can, I can maybe push myself to try this today and see if that brings my energy back, if it brings me back to a place to feel good, to vibrate a little bit higher. And remember, being in that, in that place where, you know, we allow ourselves to feel those days. But also, I was talking to one of my friends the other day. It is so important for us to allow ourselves to feel those heavy feelings, those emotions that are perhaps sadness or frustration. But it is also important to direct those emotions somewhere because they're here to communicate something. Like we, I had another podcast about emotions before another episode where I talk about it. So emotions are here to tell, tell us something. They want to communicate with us. But if we live in this place of just feeling, feeling, feeling and dwelling on that feeling, then we're really not guiding that emotion to show us the way. We need to create a little structure for it, right? It's just like creativity. It doesn't matter how much you dream about ideas and you think about ideas. You can have all of the most amazing ideas in your mind and your brain. But if we don't actually create a structure for those things to come to life, to really be manifested in the physical world, we're just going to leave in our minds. So with these emotions, where I'm going with this is that there, there are moments in our lives where we feel down, we f- feel like we don't have direction, and we feel like we don't know what to do. Having that handy journal where we have written before what made us happy is giving some structure to that feeling and it's bringing us back to a place where if we can bring our vibration a little bit higher the way that we feel a little bit higher then that emotion can also be transformed And we get into a place where we integrate some of those emotions and then we have those moments of, oh, I see what this was trying to communicate with me. So not only is, like I said, something that can bring us back to our present moment and recenter us, but it also can give us an idea of like, okay, what type of experiences do I want to recreate in the future so when I set my intentions or my goals to do x thing whether it's having a bigger house or having more money or traveling what is behind that what is the exact experience that you want to feel that you want to have because then those good feelings, those good intentions are always going to be a compass when we're trying to achieve those goals and we find ourselves so in our heads of like, oh my goodness, I'm not getting there. I'm doing worse. I didn't make this sales and blah, blah, blah. Go back to that experience that was, that is behind that goal. And the experience is usually going to be again, like, okay, quality time with my family. And how does that look? What is quality time? Is it sitting down 
and having dinner with all of your family. Can you have that experience today? Most likely, yes, right? So then it is something that brings you back to your center. You can keep working for that goal, but it also shows you that you can not only strive for that for the future, but you can also create it today. So it is a beautiful lesson and I wanted to give this, these feelings and these emotions its place, like I said at the beginning. Sure, pain is always going to be here. And it is always going to show us and teach us. So it is amazing. It's amazing. I mean, as much as we hate to admit it and accept it, we have to surrender to the fact that, yes, pain is going to teach us so much. But also this joyful, expansive, good feelings have a very important role in our lives. They are the container that allows for anything to happen, including those painful memories that are going to teach us. So I hope this gives you a little push or it inspires you to cultivate a journaling practice. Again, you don't, you may not have to write this every day, but whenever you do have one of those moments of happiness, I mean, we have pictures, but with the way that our culture and the way that our society has kind of like shifted the way that we use pictures or videos and it is more for like, oh, I want to, you know, have people like the video that I posted or whatnot. We are also kind of like, um, I guess, I guess the, the things that we are keeping in pictures and in videos, which used to be kind of like those clues that I'm talking about the journaling gives us of happy moments, sweet moments. Today, those moments are blurred as well because we don't truly know if what we're creating is for ourselves or it's just to have that validation from the outside world. A journal, on the other hand, is something that is for you. No one is going to read that. You're not writing for anyone. So you're truly being the most authentic and honest about the things that you want to experience. I hope you have an amazing week. I love you so much. I'll see you next week. Bye.